This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer! Hi, Richard. How are you? I am fabulous. So am I. Somebody asked me that today. Like, how are you? And I'm like, I'm amazing. <laughs> well, we like, all know that. Awesome. <laughs> okay, well, we were we were just saying hello, and we were both noting that we don't really have anything on our plate for our podcast. But, you know, sometimes people on the flip side do have... Thi- oh, there's a blank page. Um, but let's ask our friend, Luana Anders, who people who are fans of the podcast or our books, Backstage Pass and the Flipside, will know that Luana helps us, assists us, is somebody, somebody recently, oh, go ahead. She just reminded me, I asked them, I'm fascinated about dreams and the dream state because I don't know what part is our consciousness, like how do they view the dreams? Like how do, you know how we broke it down? Yeah. Um, in one of our podcasts or earlier podcasts, I believe, where we discussed what they see and how they view us and how I view them and that, that kind of thing, how we go back and forth. And so I was curious, I'm like, I've never, we've never really asked about dreams, have we? Yeah, a little bit. And uh, I do have a question for her about a dream. Okay. Cause she mentioned dreams. Go ahead. I think that's what she's talking about. Last night I had a very unusual dream. I'm going to say what it is uh, because it was unusual. And I do, I didn't used to have unusual dreams, but because of this kind of opening the gate and talking to people on the flip side, the dreams are a little bit unusual. So last night, and Luana, maybe you can address this because we have talked a little bit about dreams because the point is from our perspective, you know, we're talking to our loved ones on the flip side. Mm-hmm. And when we wake up, we always go, oh, you know, oh, they passed away. I'm sorry. I don't feel, you know, blah, blah. we talked about your that with your dad as well, because the okay. dreams that he's given you. But in, in this case, I've also in the research had people tell me that they've talked to the higher selves of people that they know on the planet. So in Art Bell's case, right. Architectural Afterlife, he, he talks to Whitley Stryber all the time. Whitley's alive. Whitley was on a show all the time. But he's telling me that he goes over to Whitley's house or goes and hangs out with Whitley. They play cards on the flip side and they have like a whole conversation. Whitley wakes up. Maybe he doesn't remember at all. So the first thing I got shown is that we think it's so one dimensional. Like they showed me a person that's a person that's up there, like being a solid person and how it's very multidimensional. And that's why it's a little bit more challenging to explain because there are it's dimensionless. Dimensionless or multi-dimensional so the question is this was a dream that i had last night uh that i i met a celebrity i've never met before and she was with two bodyguards i thought it was unusual both bodyguards were like twins blonde young guys in their like 20s 30s the celebrity in question was katie perry whom I don't know from Adam. I've watched her show a couple of times. What made the dream unusual is that I had a dream within a dream. So I had a dream that I was hanging out with or at some kind of an event that she was invited to. And the two bodyguards were sitting next to her. We were having a conversation. And then a little bit forward in the dream, I'm now experiencing that again. 
and talking to her. And I'm saying, it's so weird because I had a dream that I was talking to you in a dream. Again, dream within a right. dream. And I, so Lou, what do you, what's your comment on that? Is that just, I mean, I haven't seen that show in a long time and I haven't really thought about Katy Perry. I noticed she was not conscious of what I was talking about. I was trying to tell her, uh, you know, listen, I had this dream about you the other night. And she's like, yeah, okay. Everybody, you know, says that or whatever. And the two bodyguards were looking at each other like, well, who's this guy? You see? So Lou, what was that about? Was that just a pepperoni pizza dream or where did that come from? Well, the first thing they're showing me, they're showing me you with Charles Gordon, like in that scene on television when you had that interview. And they're... The whole bodyguard thing, let me see if I'm interpreting this right, is you always feeling like you're going to get kicked out of somewhere. <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, when you're at a celebrity event, right, right. and you're talking okay. to somebody, you're like... It shows up that way. You never have, but it shows up that way. I want to say it felt like I was at a presidential inaugural. That's what it felt like, because there were like limousines driving around. And even though we were at a table chatting, and I've been to a number of inaugurals, it felt like that kind of a vibe, like everyone's on their tippy toes to try to. And just for the audience's sake, the the reference was that Charles Grodin brought me on the Merv Griffin show when I was about 25, introduced me as the most charismatic person in the nation today. I mean, it was a joke <laughs> because Merv was like, what's he doing here? You know, I only bring celebrities on. I love it though. It was such a great, you guys should go, go to his web, go to the website your website yeah. for all the listeners you have a clip of it somewhere just search it Can they that's search true it? it's on our it's on our page martinizone.com martinizone and you can find it on you know our youtube page and it's just the clip of me being on merv as a joke the idea was chuck would could take any anybody could be on a talk show like what's the difference but, i think part of it has to do you wanted to like the dream it felt like you wanted to interview her and so she just represented what you normally do, which is interview people. True. And sometimes, and sometimes in, my, in a dream, I'm talking to somebody about this research, but usually within that dream, they're aware of what I'm talking about because they're aware that we're having this kind of weird conversation, not on the planet, off planet. But, right. but Lou, was that the, is there something else you want to talk about, Lou, in terms of uh, dream world or dreaming? She's saying 99% of the, or 90% of the time, our dream state is fabricated of whatever we're going through. Um, and there's certain underlying truths that are in there. Like, for instance, thank you. You showed me that, well, you said, and a lot of people can't say this, you've been to several inauguration, inaugurations or whatever. Um, not everyone can say that, by the way. <laughs> but you're like, yeah, I've been to several of them. So, but, so it makes sense that that was your background. Um, or that you made that kind of in the background. Um, hold on. Okay. You're getting better at remembering your dreams, she says. So the dream within a dream was accurate, but you're able to, but to actually know that is even better. To remember that is even better because you're paying attention to what's going on in your dream state. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I guess the question then also is, Certainly, this substitute as a Katy Perry. Are we saying that this actually was Katy Perry's higher self, or or not, or a, a construct? 
It was a construct. They showed me like a robot, like a, a, a bit bot that was exactly like her. Okay. Because you also, you were you, but you don't know what you look like. <laughs> I look like George Clooney in my dream. You could be, well, exactly. <laughs> you could be also, a, you know, you could be Orlando Bloom for all, you know, you could That's be. funny. I almost killed Orlando. I was driving. We were driving home, and we. Why does that not surprise me? We took a green, uh, you know, green light, uh, coming off PCH, and we turned around the corner, and right out in front of Giorgio's, which is a trendy Italian restaurant on Chautauqua, he he had walked right into the street and was looking the wrong way, and so I screeched to a halt, and he didn't even hear me. But I mean, literally, uh, the car, our car was full. And then he turned around and my family was like, we know that guy. And I said, yeah, we almost killed that guy. <laughs> but oh that close to mowing him down. <laughs> Got to be careful when you're out there. Anyway, but more, and I'm not trying to belabor the point, but it's the idea of talking about dreams, the process of dreams. And 90% right. is artificial, let's say, in some dreams. Then you have other dreams like you with your father where he's coming through and he's showing you something and a memory of what you, and that memory is 90% real because that's a memory of you and him. And the right. 10% is the part where you realize that he's no longer on the planet. Hold on one second. Cause I've had a couple dreams recently, but they've been about what feels like my brother who, uh, you know, for some, I'm worried about. And, um, but hold on. It's <laughs> it's a pain to get a hold of me because not only do I remember it, then I freak out about it. Like, oh my gosh, am I missing something? Is something bad that's gonna happen? You right. know, is that does it does it have to do with my son? Does it have to do with my brother? What you know, I go nuts. And they're like, it's almost pointless to do it with me. Yeah, yeah. The genesis of the dream, you know, was it like I call it pepperoni, uh, or was it you know something that you're worried about? Anyway. But Luana, the question for you really is, what do you want to talk about today? Is this just a sidestep into interviewing somebody or do you want to talk about process? She wants to, thank you. She wants to talk about how, how to recognize your loved one, how to know it's real when your loved one is in your dream state. Okay, very good. So let's, um, let's talk about that. What would be an example of uh, why don't you give Jennifer an example of her talking to someone that she knows? Oh, my dad. Your dad. So my dad showed up and he's bringing me back two nights ago in my dream where he was helping me with something. And that was the real part of the dream. Um, helping you emotionally or, or philosophically? Or? Um, I don't know what we were working on. Like I had, it was a bad, like him being, okay, hold on. Him being there was real. What happened, what I made it into was not. So I made it into the part where he was there and I've been recognizing that. So I'm like, oh, my dad's here. Even though I looked at him as being just part of this dream versus him really being there. But my dream, because I was working on a case where um, it was dealing with a lot of, well, it was, traumatic stuff let's just say yeah murder, yeah very traumatic stuff so my dream took it that way i see so you followed that path 
And right. he was there to try to help you parse that information. All right, well, let's ask this, Lou, because this is what people really want to get at, which is how do I invite people that I want to talk to in my dreams? How do I invite them? How do I set the oh. scenario? He said that I actually told him he was there to tell me that he loved me. That was really all he wanted to do. And he knew that I'd remember him, even though it went wonky donkey, you know, into a murder scene. Yeah. He was not a part of, but he knew that I'd remember that he was there. And in return, because he was there, he's able to say, you know, I can ask him, okay, that's what they want. You can ask questions the next day. Like, why were you in my dream? Forget the dream part or whatever you made it into. Okay. Or... Or ask if it was something that not, I knew the murder scene obviously was not part of my dad, but my dad was a part of the dream. So I would ask him the next day, what did you want to say? I just did. And he said, I just wanted to tell you that I love you. Okay. So those are, that would be a follow-up to right. a dream. So people have dreams all the time where they're like, why did I have that dream? And what, what they're saying, what Jim is saying, what Luana is saying, you can follow up on a dream by saying, what were you doing there? what put it in my mind's eye why you showed up and and you just got that from him which is i just wanted you to know yeah. i love you and he also so, said wait a couple of days because your feelings you know your feelings are there so i was really depressed over that stupid dream like i was bummed out and i had to snap out of it he's like that wouldn't be a good time to ask about it because then your mind will try to still make it go still to try to make sense of it so why did i see right. my uncle you know, showing me this thing. And instead of just leaping into it, you're saying, meditate on it, just allow. And now at some point when you're not emotional about it, try to then ask them questions about it. And now this goes- You should me my reminders. Just put a note in the calendar for two days now because you will forget it. A post-it note. Well, this goes to process. And this is what we're asking Luana about. And it's about how to access people invite people to show up and talk to you in your dreams we've heard this before it's easier for them to communicate with us through dreams because our walls are down our filters are down the blinders are off while we're in that state and so there they can come forward but the question that people will have process wise how do you invite someone a loved one to be part of that whatever it is that's interesting. Ask him throughout the day. Don't just ask when you, you know, it's always important to ask before you go to sleep at night, but ask him throughout the day. Cause they should, what they did is they showed me how I asked the class early on during the day to help me with my work. Please help. Sorry. Please help whoever is coming through. If they can't navigate, help them navigate. Um, whenever I do a big event, I start asking them in the morning to be there. And just for whatever reason, it makes me feel better. And I actually feel it happening. And I know, obviously, when I'm doing an event, it's not a dream, but I'm in that dream state where I don't remember things that I say. Right. You know? Yeah, so I know what you mean. And, but I, and so what I'm trying to get at, and you're what you're answering, which is somebody listening into our podcast right now is thinking about loved ones. I get a lot of these questions on Quora, especially from India, people who died of COVID recently. And they, they're, these people are so emotionally distraught and they really 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 want to get a message or get a thing from there and what i try to say and lou correct me if i'm wrong but i try to say emotion when your emotions are at the forefront very difficult to have a conversation 
also you expect to hear something because that's the way we communicate on the planet. I'm asking you, you respond. They can respond with images. It's much easier for them to do. But this idea of thinking about it during the day, setting the table, so to speak, right. casting uh, a cat, playing the piano, casting the roles of, of what, <laughs> casting the roles of what the uh, who the player should be in the dream. Try. You can also probably ask that the dream not be stressful or go into some kind of, you know, like what happened with you, because you're asking, you're at, you're just saying, could you come and talk to me? And now, is there anything else, Lou? What else do you do besides asking and upfront, looking at a photograph, does that help? Yes, looking at a photograph, but put it not on your phone. When you, the close to, I mean, they've done studies that if you sit there and you look at your phone, and I'm guilty of it, before you go to bed, your mind takes a little bit longer to settle down. So try, yeah. try, try to look at a real photograph. Try to, well, if you do look at the photograph on your phone, which a lot of people do have. Yeah. Um, she's just saying, she's just showing me things that come in, like notifications of other people. You know, she goes, you're going into all these different energy fields. Aw, very cool. That's the last photograph that Luana took. Wow. I, I bought her this camera. And I was holding her cat. And what's unusual, that's Mr. Bailey. What's unusual about this photograph is Mr. Bailey has the exact same coloring as our cat who was just playing the piano. So maybe she was trying to give us an example, but this is an example of physical thing. Now look, let's just talk about a photograph for a second. And Jennifer and I have talked about this before. What is a photograph? That's time yes. and space documented time documented and frozen into this magnetic piece of information mm -hmm. so what's in here what's in the photograph frequency tone timber Ener energy yes. we've talked to stephen hawking about memory. it memory memory and as stephen hawking put it time is like a floppy disk when you access a piece of time that has all the information. So when I sit here and I go, okay, come on, what, what happened? Who, where was I? Why was this picture taken? There was a time and a feeling and a frame and I can access it by just meditating on it, thinking about it. Where was I right. standing? What happened before? What happened after? And now I have the time frame in my hand and now I can access that time frame and go into the time frame. And now this is where it gets interesting because it goes to what you were saying, Jennifer, which is ask them for help, ask for favors. It goes into the idea of what do you want to know? Right. What do you want to ask them? Not just show up, you know, Uncle Pete, come on by, <laughs> give me the lottery numbers. But you can ask very specific questions or what do I need to know? What is it you what just show me what I need to know? And that's a way to access that information. Is that correct, Lou? Jim? Yeah, but they're saying ask the questions later. Just focus in on seeing them. Oh, okay. Don't worry about because <laughs> a lot of times they don't. Well, here's why she's saying, hold on. They're not gonna sometimes they're not gonna remember. 
Yeah, no, I got a list, you know, right next to the bed. Four to got 400 questions. All right. And then and there, a couple days later, you say, thanks for coming to see me. What is it that you want me to know? And then maybe you can dive it. Let them talk first. Don't judge it, as you have said repeatedly, which has helped me tremendously. Don't judge anything and don't freak out. Because we always freak out thinking something like people freak out when they come to me. Sometimes they're so scared that I'm going to say something bad or that some relative on the other side is going to say something that's going to make them crumble or crash or whatever. They don't want to hear anything that's bad. And 99% of the time, they're not, they're, they don't come in for us to, yes, they might want to, we go immediately, I do, I should say me. I go immediately thinking something's wrong with my family or somebody's ha- like, I can't even just see my dad without thinking something's wrong somewhere else. That's my own issue that I need to get over in order to really fully have my, be present with my dad. If I want to do that in a dream. Well, if I may add, and, and you're correct, I've had, you know, as Luana said, your dreams are different now. And the, the main difference is, that as I'm coming to consciousness, let's say, because how do you remember dreams? It's just prior to waking up that you go, <laughs> I'm in a car and I'm driving, or I'm stuck in a hotel, wherever, whatever the dream has been. And if it's an important point, I now try, I do two things. One, I try to remember what the theme of the dream is in a word, popcorn. And that, I don't have to remember a lot, but I can remember the word popcorn. And then when I get up, I write down the word popcorn. That helps you re- recall the rest of it. And mine, now I, mine was murder. <laughs> yeah, okay. Killed by popcorn. But the other thing that I do now, and this is really unusual, and, uh, and I found it to be really funny and effective. And that is, whether it's a murder, whether it, whatever it is, when you get to the end, you, you're waking up, okay? And whatever you're like, oh, uh, what was that? And freeze it. Turn to all the actors and say, thank you. Thank you for participating in my dream. And this goes to something else. I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast. That it's is very brilliant. Well. That's brilliant. It, well, this, this happened to me. So, and Luana, maybe you want to talk about this, but I was in a dream and it was one of these weird dreams. I'm in a cab. And I, I think, oh, your dad mentioned it. That's right. We talked about this because your dad said you had a weird dream last night about being in Mexico. And I had the experience of the end of the dream and realizing, oh, I'm, I'm going to be saved. This guy is driving me out of this dangerous part of the city. And I looked at the cab driver as I waken up and I said, well, thank you. And he looked over and he said, you know, it's okay, but he dropped his accent. He'd been speaking in Spanish. He dropped his accent. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, actor, that was right. So, but then I, but then I went. So you're an actor, is that correct? And he was like, Yeah. I said, So you're an actor. You're playing this role for my for my dream. You've shown up here. I don't know you. I've never seen you before. But you're playing. The, and he's like, Yeah, I I showed up here because I I like to help people. He just, it was like he was saying, he was like, a, you know, from an acting pool, an actor's pool, and somebody had cast him in the dream, maybe me, I don't know who, and asked him to participate. And because he was fully present and interesting and different, you know, and not something I created, you know, usually you wake up and you're like, okay, that was weird. What was that? But I'm saying when you get to the end of the dream, 
just stop it and thank them for playing the roles. Whoever played the role, your mom, your dad. I have to write that. I love that so much. Hold on. It's a very unusual thing to do, whether it's real or not. I don't know. But but you have the feeling of the actors going, you're welcome. You know, it's like they take a bow. It's it's a little mind bending. But but why not? Why not? It also helps you to give context to the dream, especially when it's traumatic. And if you, you know, your, your dream has come to a traumatic end or I'm, I'm escaping from these, you know, the clutches of the monster. If you stop and turn to the monster and say, well, thank you for playing. You were really a good monster. You like really participated well, thanks. Uh, you know, and then the monster's like, rummer, rummer, rummer. next time I'm going to eat you. <laughs> that is so funny. Lou, is there anything you want to add to that or take away from that? Please do. I'm like, do we work on things in our dreams? And she's like, if you think you do, she goes, you give your bodies a rest, you know? Um, oh, we go play things, hold on. She's like, it's a big playground over there. I'm like, do we play in your dreams? And she started laughing. I'm like, oh yeah, you guys don't really sleep. <laughs> right so um she's like it's not as bad as you think that's funny. not sleeping <laughs> but you know i've heard they they can rest or chill like a fish on the like sea a, like yeah like chilling out well lou is there anybody on our vip clipboard that needs to chat with us no it doesn't have to be we can just talk about process Huh? Okay. <laughs> this is interesting. So I was speaking to my uncle recently and he put on, he showed a picture of his great, his grandfather. And there's a lot of the similarities, but it, it wasn't, you know, I teased around about past lives, but he was, he was already born when, and that grandfather was alive. That being said, I was getting something about his father and his father's name is George Washington Phelps. Wow. And they, so she's showing me the text message thread to bring this up. I'm like, so who wants to talk? She goes, your grandfather. She showed me me in my mind's eye and she showed me my great, my great, great, great grandfather. Great, great, great. Three. So when, when did, yeah. well, let's ask him. Let's you're you're invited, brother. Take a seat. George. So George. what's. His first name is George. <laughs> George Washington Phelps. George. So, George, nice to meet you. Thanks for showing up. We appreciate it. I hope you don't mind. You're live. You're live on the air. So, George, let's ask you a couple of questions before Jennifer gets too deeply into what the heck you're doing here. Let's ask you, what was your journey like on the planet? Was it fun? Was it stressful? He says it was a very interesting time. I feel like there's a lot of war going, like, I don't know what, if it was. Could you so, give us a, a time frame roughly? What year comes to mind? 
I don't know, I got 1902. 1902. Is that, was that the end of your life, George, or that was middle of it? Feels like it was closer to the end of it. Okay. And what country did you live in for the most part of this lifetime? Feels like New York. <laughs> and who was there to greet you when you crossed over, George? My mom, his mother. His mom. Okay. Yeah. And, what, and was that a happy reunion or was that? It was bittersweet. Yes. And why was that? You guys had not reconciled in life or? No, she died when she was giving childbirth, it feels like. Ah. She died very young. Okay, very good. Is Jennifer aware of these details or are you showing it to her for the first time? He's showing it to me for the first time. I'm not aware of anything. Okay, okay very good. And and so then- for the name. I think that's the, the right name. Just well, that's all right. Let's just focus on George for a second here. Let's see what he has to say. So now, once you realized you were on the flip side and you were with your mom, what was the next thing you did? What 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 sort of adventures did you? I wanted to come back. You wanted to come back. You felt like you hadn't done the work you wanted to do, or he said he had a bad toothache. So I don't I know. See. Abs I know George. What didn't George Washington have that too? Well, don't focus on that. Let's focus on this George, because if we focus on the other George, we can ask him questions as well. I know, but I just. I just am feeling a toothache, so I'm not sure if that's fun. Well, I don't think George Washington, the president of our country, even though he had dentures, he had tooth issues, I don't think he passed away from those. Yeah, hold on. I almost feel like he loved cigars, and maybe okay. that was something. Oh, so maybe he's related to like a mouth cancer or something like that? Something they didn't know, yeah. And so... You wanted to come forward and talk to your great-granddaughter today. And what is it you wanted to tell her? I asked my dad to go get him two days ago. Hmm. And then, of course, saw a shiny ball and that was it. But that's so funny. My dad just showed me. He's like, yeah, you told me to go get him. All right. So you're here. What, what do you want to talk? What is, what is your journey like? What's oh, it like over there? They want to share this as a process as well when you are being reminded of something that you know you're not thinking about. So I have not thought about this at all. And then I got shown this. I know not to judge it. I think it's crazy, but I could easily have gotten in my head like, oh no, you know, I must be thinking it or whatever. Yeah. And the fact that I remember the name, not that it was too difficult because it was George Washington, but also just they're showing me how I, I forgot that I asked my dad to go get him. Right. And that's why he's here. But beyond that, what do yeah. you want to tell us about your journey over there? Is it fun? It was political. Hold on. Oh, here. But hold on. What do you mean? What do you mean? I don't know. Give me a second. I feel like he helped with freeing or doing something. I feel like something dealing with slavery. Like in his helped. lifetime. In his life. Like helped end it. He was like an abolitionist. Is that the word you're looking for? Is that correct, George? Were you an abolitionist? He was not. He did not agree with the way things were, people were being treated. Okay. 
And was that important to you in this lifetime? Uh, were you I like he worked on railroads or something like that, railroads. Okay. Or he had, I don't know. And uh, were you involved in the Civil War? I almost feel like he dealt with, he worked in the medic tent. He was involved. So he saw a lot of action, saw a lot of yeah, but not the, yeah, but not on the front lines. And, and can you remember your regiment? I know it's a goofy question, but do you remember it? He was always worried about the shoes. It's interesting. That's what they often say. Really? Yeah, because of your feet are the most important part of the soldier's uniform. He was always worried about the shoes, and then he said that. He was grateful he didn't have to fight. I see. Can you remember? Um, he, had to help, he had to help his family. There was something about him helping his family. And that's okay. the reason why. Is there anybody in your regiment that, that your name you remember that you might want to mention to Jennifer or the number of your regiment? Because that's something we can look up. Okay, I'm not getting hucklesome. Huckle? Huckle, I saw something like that. And I saw seven. Huckleberry or? And I saw seven, six. Seven, six. Okay, that's, those are two specific answers. 76 Regiment. That's, I mean, I'm not that well versed in it, but that's the kind of thing you can look up. I've done this, as you know, you know, I did it in the movie Hacking the Afterlife, the documentary. A friend of mine said he recalled the name of the bomber that he was in, that, you know, that he flew in during World War II. And I was startled to find out that not only was that accurate, but also his name was in the manifest of that bomber, which was hard to track down. And he, he didn't die in the bomber, but he remembered flying it. He died in another plane. So that, anyway, so this idea though, but without, we're not trying to pin down George about your memories. Have you incarnated again, George? Felt like he did something with importing. I don't know, and I felt spices. Okay, go ahead. Did he, has he come back to the planet since then, or are you still hanging around the flip side? He says I have not come back, but I have different parts of me that has. So he's talking about the soul. He says, he, and then I got shown the waves. How we use the waves as an example of, you know, because it's not linear. Um, that's what he's trying to, everything's going on all at once. I understand, so, but we've also heard that, yeah. we've also heard that you, you bring a portion of your conscious energy to a lifetime. So <laughs> it might even be as little as 10% or 20 or 30%. And there's some portion of you that's always back home. Right. And is that, is that what you wanted to tell Jennifer today? He wanted to tell me, don't be afraid to ask about your lineage without ancestry.com or without he thought because when i was talking to my uncle doug i'm like why don't we just ask him questions i'm sure right. my dad would go get him and then that ended the conversation so i'm just like in shock that that luana brought because i i just i think it's fascinating that they brought my awareness back to two days ago or even yesterday sorry right it's crazy to me but very good thank you george um lou that's so is funny. there anybody else that needs to uh, hop hop right. in here? I'm getting some. I'm getting a name in my head, but what Lou? Who do you want to talk to? I just my my bumpa just came in too, and I, he just wanted to say hello. I haven't seen him in a while. Your Huda, 
I called my I called my grandpa Bumpa. I couldn't say grandpa when I was little, so he's Bumpa. Bumpa, that's cute. Bumpa, and he just never corrected it, and so we've called him. You know, I'm, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I turned 26 years old this year. I call him Bumpa still. No, we had my grandmother had uh, somebody that she brought into her home and cooked, you know, meals for everybody, and her name was Louise, but I couldn't say Louise, so we called her Wheezy. Wheezy, I love that. Okay, so hold on a second. <laughs> she just Luana just said everybody move back. <laughs> what does she mean by that? Everybody was coming forward because I they opened up oh. the with my dad and my my grandpa. So Luana has to elbow yeah, get the bodyguards like, in and well elbow people back. I get it. Hmm. <laughs> Who's that? Our bouncer. Um. So, oh, I'm sorry. Tom Petty. Okay. Well, Tom is the guy who named our book Backstage Pass because he That's said, I'm, like, I'm sorry, I forgot your name because you showed me out. You showed me all the stuff that he did. He goes, Tom Petty. I'm like, all I have to do is I just needed to ask. I'm just like, I'm sorry, Tom. Very good, Tom. You're always welcome, especially since we named our book after your observation of Luana being the person with the backstage passes. Who's the lead singer of the Cars? And is he still alive? He is not. His What's name is, is Rick Okasek. He passed there. away. And okay. And what would Rick like to say? Did Tom bring you in? Yeah, Tom brought him in. I saw him before, but I didn't know who I was looking at. Okay. Oh, he's now he's referencing... Time is an instrument. Time is an instrument that needs to be used. Hold on. When your body is leaving the planet, or he's just showing me when you when you leave your body. Um, he said because you when you come over, you have so many other times that you've been here. And he's like, it's like, then you get it all wrapped up. Like it, it makes sense. And you just put a big Tiffany bow on it. Like you get, it gets all wrapped up on the times that you left the planet early. You did something bad, like all the things that get wrapped up. And I know we've heard this before and I'm sure. trying hard to get. No, no, but it's, we haven't heard it from Rick. So Rick, let me just paraphrase or whatever, clarify. Time is like an instrument. Yes. So time is like an instrument, like a guitar, like a piano. Correct. And so it has its own frequency and its own. And so the idea is once you leave the earth and you cross over. So what was it like for you, sir, when you crossed over? Who was there to greet you when you crossed over? It's so fascinating because I haven't seen this yet. He's showing me a picture of my of when I was eight years old. I was wearing this plaid little dress and I remember it. I think I was five because it was my birthday. And he goes, that piece of you is still there. You are still complete and whole as a little five-year-old girl. We've heard that. And so it's like so like, I, like Hawking saying, time frames are over there, floppy disks of time. Right. And so go ahead. Well, Rick, what, what was your experience crossing over? Why? He said, why? Painful because I didn't want to leave. 
And was there somebody you knew that was there to greet you or, or when did you become aware that you were in another place? When I couldn't feel my wife's hand anymore. He just showed me like it's like he was feeling it and then it was gone. Like he couldn't. I see. That was kind of the experience of it. And speaking of, I think you were married more than once. And I met your uh, wife the night that I did the Merv Griffith show. She was backstage. Paulina. Paulina. Poroskova. Yeah. yeah. And okay. recently, <laughs> recently she was uh she said something about you and it was i mean do you want to talk about it, it was basically missing you even though you guys had had a bad breakup she was talking also not only how much she missed you and and had a hard time but but also financially apparently there was no no money helped her out and she had a really hard time of it is there anything you want to say to her that she's always survived everything anything thrown her way she's come out on top and any kind of how would she reach out to you if she wanted to talk to you on the flip side she does already she does okay <laughs> here's her complaint and how did how did you hook up with tom and did tom did you seek tom out to come to our class today or did tom seek you out and then they just showed me um, David Bowie, which is interesting. Um, it's just a frequency of music. It's easy to find each other. All right, I'm seeing that I was correct. That was your first wife, but you did have three. He showed me two. He did go three at first, but then he just showed me two. So I don't know if one was, I, I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. We're not trying to, you know, we're not a, we're not a gossip. Thing. I don't understand. One looked like it, they were married because of the, how long they were together or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Well, the, I'm looking at it right now, 89 to 2019. That's quite a long time. That was Paulina because I had met her in 89. So you guys were married for, for a long time. And I have to go. I I, you know, you have to go soon. All right, Rick, I appreciate you coming by, sort of, and we're not, we're not giving you the bums rush. You're always welcome. If Tom's a friend of yours, you're a friend of ours. Um, and for people out there who find this really unusual, I just want to say, I we reached out to Tom's family, I did, and they told me as much as they wish they could talk to Tom, they don't believe we are. So I just want to be clear about that, which it's not, you know, that's how it works. And Tom, as I said to you before, don't ask us to pass messages. You need to pass them yourself. He goes, there are messages that will be believed later on down the road. It's not, some, the road. It's not something they can believe now. Further on down the road. Like that, Thank you so much. And thanks, everybody. Thank you, Luana. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Bumpa. Thank you, uh, great grandpa George. And thank you, Jennifer, for your talents and ability. And we'll, catch you, we'll catch you next week on the flip side. This has been Hacking the Afterlife Podcast. To watch the film Hacking the Afterlife, go to Gaia.com via Amazon Prime. For more information, JenniferSchaefer.com, RichMartini.com, or MartiniZone.com.